This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Rico Bronia winter meeting style. How are we all doing? Evan Roberts, the great Pete Hoffman, the Rico Bronia podcast. So a couple of things. The New York Yankees made a trade for Alex Verdugo. Why do I bring that up? Why do you care? Apparently, the Mets were interested in Alex Verdugo as well. And if the Mets had traded for Alex Verdugo, if they had given up a similar package to what the Yankees gave up, let's say a reliever, a 12th or 13th ranked prospect, and another guy who was recently drafted for Verdugo, who I think is a very, very average player, He's a good defensive player. I'll give him that. He was a finalist for the gold glove in right field. Left-handed bat. His splits are predictable, as you'd expect. My reaction would have been, blah. It would have been, sure, that's a major league everyday outfielder. Okay. They need that. David Stearns has made that clear over the last few days. But that would have been a very blah acquisition. Is that the kind of move they're going to end up making in the outfield? Similar to that? Maybe. I mean, maybe we're going to go blah for whoever they pick up in the outfield. But I don't feel as if the Mets missed out on some gem. You know, I think Verdugo is a very average player. Not a lot of pop. He doesn't strike out a lot. He walks an average amount of time. He's a 265, 270 hitter, a 740 OPS kind of guy. He is a free agent at the end of the year, so maybe you hold out hope. If you're a Yankee fan or prior to this, a Red Sox fan, or if it was us trading for him, a Met fan, that he would have some kind of big contract season. But Alex Verdugo is a very average, blah, underwhelming player. So I do not come away with the news that Verdugo was traded to the Yankees and the Mets were one of the three or four teams interested as thinking, oh, geez, we missed out. I don't get that feeling. But the Mets need to add an outfielder. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, I listened a lot to David Stearns over the last two days at the winter meetings to see if I could glean anything from what he was saying. You know, can I pick up on, is he giving us signs? Is he trying to tell us something? And I thought he told us a couple of things. Number one, they're going to add an outfielder. Now, he didn't tell us if it's a defensive first outfielder, if it's an offensive first outfielder, if it's a star caliber outfielder, if it's a borderline starting outfielder, if it's just a guy who can play the outfield. And the Mets have been linked to numerous guys who fit kind of different levels of this. I mean, one thing about Verdugo is as blah of a player as he is, he is certainly an everyday major league baseball player. He's an everyday outfielder. Another guy they've been linked to is Michael Taylor. Now, you go get Michael Taylor, 
and you treat him the way he should be treated, which is he's a fourth outfielder, he's an, a better version of Tim LaCastro, then I'm good with it. Then I got no problem with it. But if you treat Michael Taylor as a guy that has to play four or five days a week, I'm not in love with it. And right now, when you look at the depth of this roster, they need an outfielder that plays four or five days a week. So I wouldn't have celebrated acquiring Verdugo, but are they going to end up with an outfielder as good as Alex Verdugo? Doesn't feel like it. The, the other thing is that David Stern said, which is, to me, it's, it's news, even if we speculated he was going to go this route anyway, and we certainly did, and that is they're not adding a third baseman. That third base is coming in-house from either Ronnie Mauricio, Brett Beatty, and Mark Vientos. Now, Pete, you can't be mad at that because when we did our third base deep dive, we ultimately came to that verdict, did we not? That, hey, we looked at the free agents, we looked at the trade candidates, outside of something crazy like Nolan Arenado, who I don't think is available, so you kind of throw it away. Alex Bregman was certainly a name brought up. It sounds like he may be available, but I remain skeptical of it. Most of the options were underwhelming, and we agreed. Let's just see what we got from Beatty, Vientos, and Mauricio. No, nah, it's the most responsible move that the Mets have at third base is to, to look within, not not for nothing, but they do have, I wouldn't say plenty of great options, but they do have plenty of options. And what listen, you got Joey Wendell now, who I'm not saying he's going to be sitting there playing every day either. Like That's not what you want, but even if he gets two or three starts a week at third base just for defensive purposes, be, between him, Mauricio, Beatty, Vientos, there's plenty of options to go through. Yeah, and I think we need to see what they are. You know, I think we really need to find out like more about Brett Beatty and Ronnie Mauricio and to a degree Mark Vientos because while Beatty had a terrible year last year, I think we all acknowledge that, the, the book isn't closed on him. So I kind of agree with let these guys compete. As much as I don't love spring training competitions as necessarily the best indicator, especially after what we saw last year, I am still of a believer where we need to see what we have with these three guys. So I'm not against it. I'm I'm totally for it. Now, it's easier to deal with a third base competition of unknowns if you give yourself more of a stalwart in left field, where you give yourself more depth in the outfield because of Marte getting hurt all the time, where you give yourself a more comfortable DH option. Because you could have made the argument at DH, well, DH is the leftovers. DH is, you know, maybe it's Brett Beatty who doesn't win the third base job. Maybe it's just guys getting off days. Maybe a lot of it is DJ Stewart. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Because I think you need a real major league bat at DH. You know, maybe it's Francisco Alvarez getting more day offs than maybe we would like. They have to add a bat. And look, as ideal as that bat would be, if it's Shohei Otani, <laughs> which I'm losing confidence in by the day. On the last Rico, I tried to give ourselves some confidence that you never know. Maybe the Mets could swoop it at the last second. Uh, every day that goes by, I don't feel great about that. Just put us out of our misery, Shohei. Sign with the Blue Jays, sign with the Dodgers, sign wherever, and just get it over with. Because then the fantasy of Otani coming to the Mets can just go away. Am I wrong in reading that the fact that uh, Dave Roberts was so vocal about Otani that maybe they're not getting him at all? Well, <laughs> it was because of the report from a few weeks ago that Otani wanted to keep his free agency so private that if anything leaked out, he would hold it against the team. 
So I think we have all jumped to the conclusion that since Dave Roberts was so open about meeting with Otani at the winter meetings, maybe that either A, they're going to hold it against them, or B, he already knows they're out of it. There was a report, John Heyman published it in the New York Post, and it sort of rubbed me the wrong way. And that was the idea that Otani, quote, can't envision himself playing in New York. I'm not telling you that Otani wants to come to New York. I'm not telling you that Otani doesn't feel that way about not picturing himself in New York. But one thing I like to do whenever stories like this come out is you read the the small print, the part that talks about who the sources are. Sometimes it's two sources with direct knowledge of the situation, things like that. And I feel better about those. Oh, okay. So it's multiple people with direct knowledge of the situation. John Heyman's source in this article was someone in the clubhouse. That's the way it was worded. Somebody in the clubhouse. I mean, I don't, who the hell is that? One person in the clubhouse? Is that what we're going on right now? Clubhouse source was the way he phrased it. A clubhouse source could be the freaking water boy. A clubhouse source could be the bat boy. I don't know. I'm not telling you that Otani secretly loves New York. It certainly doesn't feel that way. It feels like the Mets and the Yankees are just not even involved in this because Otani doesn't want to come to New York. But when I read that article, I went deep and I saw clubhouse source. I mean, that is so innocuous. It could be anybody. Now, it could be somebody that really knows. I admit that. But it's somebody in the clubhouse who's a source. So it's not that I'm not buying it. It's that I remain very, very skeptical of it. I I do hope that reasonably soon we could just be put out of our misery. Quick question, though, for you, Pete, because I have an answer to this. If it's not the Mets, if the Mets are not swooping in and signing Shohei Otani, who do you want to see get him? I'd like him to stay with the Angels. Really? Yes. Because they're just not, they're a non-threat. Oh yeah, they're terrible. So it'd be not it, listen. If he doesn't choose us, at least let him suffer with someone that's never going to win anything. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I think that's a fair answer. You know, what my answer is. I'm gonna say the Giants, the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. That would be my choice. Obviously, I don't want him in the National League. I think he's a great player, so I wouldn't want to deal with him. <laughs> six times a year or potentially in the postseason. So no to the Giants, no to the Dodgers, but yes to the Toronto Blue Jays because A, American League East (laughs) kind of tortured the Yankees potentially. And then B, just as a baseball fan, very selfishly, I'll just see more of them. I'll see more of them because he plays in the Eastern time zone. You know, as late as I stay up watching baseball, it's kind of tough when games start after 10 o'clock. So I'm hoping that if it's not the Mets swooping in, shocking the world, that it ends up being the Toronto Blue Jays.